OGV episode 13. I'm your host, Orlando Razo. We got Lex aboard. Fresh off a trip to Scottsdale. First yes. off, want to give a shout out Stripe Golf Co., stripegolfco.com, some of the best hats. Lex, what do you got for us? Hey, we got a second sponsor, baby. 13 episodes in, second sponsor. The name is Golf Course Degenerates. They're an Instagram page. Uh, me and Razo both know the founder, Michael Thompson. He hooked me up with some swag. We got a hat. Logo is pretty cool. I think it's John Daly smoking a cig. Got a t-shirt, man, <laughs> or just any fat man. Got a sticker. We got a golf towel, and oh, a couple more things. We got a koozie, and finally, probably the coolest part of this whole thing is the Vice. Not plugging Vice; they don't sponsor us yet. But the the ball with the logo, pretty mm-hmm. sick. So shout out Golf Course Degenerates. They got a pretty funny page. Go give them a follow. And uh, maybe we'll have Michael on for uh, for an interview or a vlog at some point here. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, Michael's a great dude. And that that's actually some really cool gear. You could tell there's a lot of time, a lot of effort being put into that. And it's probably a lot of just him just working his ass off grinding. So shout out to Golf Course Degenerates. Shout out. Yeah, this, this is awesome. I'm loving it. Thanks, Michael. We have a great show, honestly, on deck. Uh, some good stories. Uh, some analysis and then some college baseball talk heading in uh, to super regional weekend, which were college baseball guys through and through was electric exceptional all weekend. But first Lex, the vlog came out. Yeah. The whole world saw yeah. what, what transpired before we get into that. Let give me your uh, scale of one to 10. What do you think of Scottsdale, Arizona? Oh, Scottsdale's a 10, baby, especially coming out of a pandemic. I mean, I hadn't done anything. And then to go out and to get absolutely amongst it in, uh, <laughs> in Old Town, we did a couple manies. Uh, Raza, do you want to explain what a mania is to, uh, yeah. to our viewers? Yeah, it's a good job. Way to tee it up. Uh, Mani is basically taking a lap around something just to kind of get the vibe, the atmosphere, see if you want to um, get amongst that atmosphere, see <laughs> if you want to uh, join in on the fun, join in on the action. So you got here, was it Friday? Friday. Um, picked up my, my own video camera and then watched the Warrior game. They lost. Um, and then we were like, you know what, let's, let's go eat some food and then let's do like a little Old Town Mania. Now you could do any sort of Mania. Um, there's a biking mani, you could do a scooter mani, a walking mani. We decided our medium of transportation was going to be walking. Yep. Um, and then we did that old town mani. And what, it, what did you see? I saw thousands and thousands of people just out, you know, like I said, getting amongst it, having a great time, music super loud, beers cold, chicks hot. It was, it was really nice. Um, and then also don't forget about 
the in the bar mania a couple times you know we got bored in our spot said hey let's do a mania in the bar don't leave the bar because honestly you'll never get back in so just do a lap around the bar come back to your spot classic yeah, mania. See, see if there's any other yeah there's a mania within the mania you could basically see maybe we should move spots if not we're okay we know we're in a fine spot here Anyway, we did see some characters at Maya on a Friday night. Oh, forgot um, about that. Those two total misfits. Um, but overall, good time. And then Saturday, you know, we shot the vlog. And after, I mean, during the vlog, we'll get to that in a second. During the vlog, we, we shotgun what? I think we kept saying six for me. I think it was closer to eight and maybe a five piece for you. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of my five piece, but I'd say a collective, you know, 11 to 13 shotguns. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, we didn't go too hard on Friday, so we were going to send it Saturday no matter what. Right. Parked ourselves at Riot House for the Dame game at... (laughs) Dame time. Dame (laughs) Dame time, baby. (laughs) Dame time. Uh, Parked ourselves there at what? Eight, (laughs) 8.15? Oh yeah. First one's there, but we were in and that's all we needed. That's all we needed. Just give us an opportunity and and we'll run with it. That's all we ask for. Yeah. So shut it down there and then golf the next day. um, I don't know. It was show and go at TPC champions and we both played really well. You played your ass off. Shout out to you. Credit to you. Thank you. Um, I I played okay. I thought you played great. Just one, one blow up hole. Limit that. We'll be all right. Yeah. Um, But we decided, we said we were going to do this. We have literally watched the tape now. We've yep. we've done our, our due diligence. We've done our Belichickism, um, looking at each other's games. You were kicking my ass, man. You were absolutely beating my ass. Um, and, and what happened after, after those three holes? Well, for, I legitimately thought it was going to be a, a walk in the park. I thought you were just going to be drunk off your ass shotgunning. I thought the, the content was just going to be you being hilarious. Turns out you turned it on, dude. You were just hitting birdie after birdie fighting back. Um, I thought I played okay. Certainly, you know, didn't give myself enough padding to just, you know, walk or walk and run away with it. And then, uh, you know, choked on 18, like you continue to post over and over again, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> you just have to wear that. I will post the, the one of me eventually where I was up against Hoffman And it was same thing tied going into 18 at Silverado and I chunked the ball and you just hear my other buddy, Jamal in the background, just what a pussy. And like, that that was, uh, that was pretty embarrassing as well. I mean, we've all been there. We've all, if you were an NBA player though, and you talk about legacy, like career legacies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be the narrative going in. I mean, Stephen A. Smith would have had just a fucking field day with you. Yeah, just uh, for anyone that's seen the vlog, if you watch that last hole, just not a lot of thought in that putt. Not a lot of thought that there's a ginormous hill right behind the hole. Maybe, if anything, leave it a little short. Sure enough, putt it straight down that hill to give myself a putt that's three times as long as the one I just had. No shot to make that to push and uh, and just take a disappointing kind of anticlimactic L. I, don't, I think it was pretty climactic. It was for pretty you. Climactic. For me, it was just sad. Just sad boy Saturday. My tee shot, my first tee shot was like five feet from the pin as well. I don't know why shotgun. That was really yeah, that yeah. If again, if you watch the the vlog, Razo doesn't like his first tee shot, which 
you know, is an uphill six footer, couldn't ask for anything <laughs> more, <laughs> decides to shotgun so he can no longer play that ball and then proceeds to ch- chunk and ends up very short on, you know, an 80 yard hole. <laughs> um, so that's, that's where he had to play from and still, still beat my ass. Dude, yeah, that was, I just, that was one of those things where, you know, hole 17 and on, I was pretty amongst it. Um, we did not yep. drive home, by the way, we did not drive home. Sir, shout out Suge. Yep. Shout out Suge, responsible Suge. Um, yeah, that one, like 17 and 18, I was, I was feeling it. I, my death perception must have just been terrible. Let's not forget on 17, you ended up getting the car girl's number. And, you know, I should have taken into account that you were going to be absolutely, you know, lights out for the last two holes, which you, uh, which you were it really, you know, struck that last spark that you needed. Yeah, that was, uh, it was, it was a good weekend. Let's yeah, a, a great weekend in, in every sort of department you could, you could really ask for. Um, it was a blast. We're going to review each other's golf games real quick before we get to me almost hitting uh, Danny Granger. Okay. With my ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited what, for that one. What What's your quick review? Um, your Clint Eastwood from Trouble with the Curve. What is your scouting report uh, that you're giving back to the higher ups on my game? Yeah, scouting report on you. Um, the game's coming together. The most impressive thing is your swing. I actually am a huge fan of the swing. I think you. I think you can work you know, with a good swing. I, I wish my swing was better. Sometimes I'll have a good round, but watch my swing and be like, man, I kind of wish I had, you know, a better looking swing. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of potential there. So hats off to you. You know, I think you're getting better compared to the last time I saw you golf, which is probably, you know, a year and a half ago. Yeah, that was bad. It was at Davis Muni. And I think you you didn't, you were not good that day. Probably a hundred plus. Yeah, it's a it's a par sixty seven as well. Yeah, it's it's not a difficult course. It's not a difficult par sixty seven in particular either. No, it's not. That's it. What uh, where do you think I can get better? What are my weaknesses? Oh gosh, probably consistency with the driver. I think everyone could uh could improve on that. I think you actually hit the driver pretty well at TPC Scottsdale, but there were a couple ones where you know, one, one went straight up. You almost hit a guy in a fairway that we didn't even know was over there on uh, 18, which is pretty epic. You found that ball and I think ended up salvaging bogey. Yeah. That was uh, a good second shot, but that guy but, was a fucking dick. Yeah. Not a, not a chill guy. Um, I mean, you, you know, what type of ball your, your drive is you play a fade. I like it, but every once in a while, a really, really errant tee shot, which could, which could hurt you, which led to your nine. Yeah, the straight up tee shot is um, that's a tough look, honestly, like the duck hook that happens to people, the terrible slice that happens to people. The tee shot that just goes straight up is is pretty embarrassing uh, overall. And yeah, shout out Ryan Anderson. Not sure if not sure my, how much you're uh, watching our vlog, but that guy's a notorious driver pop up guy. <laughs> pop up the driver. Um, Big league pop ups. I bet. Yeah, it takes. Oh yeah. They're high. He takes out a little bit of dirt. Usually um, he likes to hit the ground with his driver. Uh, not sure why, but, um, but yeah, you might want to talk to him. He might have some tips for you on how to not pop up your drives. I'll, I'll be sure to shoot Randy a text. All right. um, your game. Have some notes down here. Hit me. It's, it's tough to find a weakness and i genuinely mean that like it, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, and 
it makes you lock it in and compete more when you're playing with someone that's like pushing you like that and like forcing you to, to hit good shots with you. It's just between the ears. It's like, you got to love getting punched in the face in a, <laughs> in a competition setting like that. I mean, you go match play, you know, you're in for a dog fight. The moment you lose a little momentum, that's where you just like, all right, base, just stick your tongue out or some shit. You know, fake it till you make it something along those lines. So I think and you don't even practice that much, you said, right? No, I just just play. Just try to play once or twice a week. Yeah, I mean, like so if you practiced. And you played even a little bit more, let's say let's say we eventually make this a full time job. and We're just playing all the time. Oh, yeah. High ceiling. You talk about the scouting reports, high ceiling uh, and a pretty low floor. It's just the scouting report would be melts down, melted down in the big moments. As of now, yeah, it could change. Yeah. Hey, I change based on what you saw and what I saw that weekend. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to pick up my intensity. Mm-hmm. I'm out, out there on the course. Let it fly a little bit. Yeah, let it fly. And um, overall, though, I, I thought it was uh, it was an exceptional weekend. A lot of vodka Red Bulls were deleted uh, as well after the White Claws. So, right. Yeah. Just a heavyweight drinking. <laughs> yeah, more than more than uh, more than intended. But hey, we made it to golf the next day. Played a good round, so we, we did all right. Yep, and you made your flight. So that was all... at seven p.m. Yeah, I'm glad I made that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, you have a seven p.m. flight in Vegas. We won't talk about that one. Um, last week, I almost hit Danny Granger's car. So Danny Granger, for those who don't know, yep. played in the NBA, great career, played with the Pacers. Who else did he Pace, play for? Pace, I know him as a Pacer. Uh, just did a Pistons? little research because I remember him being a guy. He was an all-star 2008 and 2009, one all-star okay. season, uh, about 17 points per game career average. So that's just a little back story on Danny Granger. Anyway, continue. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So a- NBA all-star Danny Granger. I'm playing Silverado golf course uh, last week. Uh, first shot the first four episodes of the vlog there great course probably my second favorite course um i think i think we all know where my 100 allegiance lies to it don't doesn't need to be said um but if you follow me on instagram orazo3 you'll definitely know i was playing there and the 12th hole is like a downhill 365 yard par four so if you get a hold of it you have some downwind you're putting that son of a bitch either close to the green or at the edge of the green on the green if you get a hold of it. So I'm looking at that and I'm having a great round. I'm fucking dialed in. I'm like, I'm hitting this motherfucking green. I'm going for it. Meanwhile, there's this nice truck just parked behind the tee box, like just normal on the street, just a really nice truck. I see a guy in there, pretty bigger dude with a bucket hat. Like, oh, this guy, we got a little audience, whatever. This isn't Waste Management 16, but we got a little audience. I'm going to give him a show. Step up to the tee box. Kind of hook one, but it was it was good contact. Like, it, it was definitely going to be a, a good drive if the branch wasn't in the way. Mm, there it is. Okay. And I hit a branch, and this branch bounces way about 70 yards back behind me and is going directly for this person's truck. I'm like, Oh fuck. 
Oh my god! And I <laughs> called. I called four to someone behind me. In which, a in a real car, not in a golf cart. <laughs> not in a golf cart. Not even on the property of the golf course. He's on. Is that something that? that people should listen out for more just in the world. Look for four calls. Just anytime you're remotely near a golf course. That would be a fun video. Just like in the middle of Manhattan, New York. (laughs) (laughs) What What is going on here? Um, But I called four to someone that's not on property and he kind of gets out of his car and says the guy I'm playing with name is just a rando. And, you know, they say hi. I'm like, fuck. And he says to me, he's like, bro, I thought you were going to hit my car. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Whatever. Take three off the tee. Put it like 10 feet from the green. Not a big deal. And I'm on my way. Going on my merry way. The guy I'm playing with goes to me, goes, hey, Orlando, like, that's your next guest right there. You didn't recognize him? Like, no, I didn't recognize him. I was focused on hitting the ball. I hit the ball backwards. Like that's you, didn't, what I was... you didn't recognize 2008 all-star Danny <laughs> yeah, Granger. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know Danny Granger. Like his, his Instagram is private. I just requested to follow him, but uh, he just goes, yeah, it's Danny Granger. I'm like the basketball player. He's like, yeah, you got to get him on your show. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, now I kind of have an in. I almost hit your car. So I mean, good icebreaker. If he if he lets you follow, I mean, you can for sure hit him with a DM like, "Hey, I'm the guy that hit a branch, exactly. and the ball flew back seventy yards and almost hit your truck." Remember me, that guy, and he'll be like, "Yeah, for sure." So you, we might no get him one's on the ever show. done that before. <laughs> yeah, that's like a very specific instance. Right. Right. No, that was um, so that I mean that was my whole plan of action anyway. But look at you! Look at you just getting people on the show left and right. I know, uh, inadvertently, but that. Yeah. Um, hopefully that never happens again in my life. I'm, I'm sure it might, there's a chance it will, but that was uh, it's a low point when, when you hit the ball backwards. Hey, uh, good story. It's worth it. It's worth it that it happened. Cause now you have the story and you might uh, get to meet Danny Granger in person. Do you think I should have played two from like 380 out 20 yards behind the tee box? Hey, Danny, can you move your truck real quick? I need to hit my yeah, T-ball yeah. off the concrete. Hybrid. Yeah, driver off the concrete. Yeah, that would have been uh, – God, if that was a vlog, you probably would have to. But, uh, you for know, sure. for the, for the for sake sure. of golf rules, I think you did the right thing. And and shout out to you for uh, bombing one down the fairway. Did you make par? Did you chip uh, in? Uh, no, bogey. Yeah, that's all right. Bogey. That's pretty hey, good. So you pretty much bogeyed from, from 380 out. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um. Do we even want to talk NBA playoffs? Uh, do you have anything on this? I have three notes. You want me to just rip them out real quick? Rip them. Rip, let it rip. We'll go from there. Everyone's, everyone saw the whole LeBron thing. I, I've always thought he's soft. I'm going to continue to think he's soft. I think that just proves my point. Guy, I would say, is pretty much over basketball at this point. All he cares about is playing that one season with his son, which I get. It's going to be super cool if it happens. But, dude, I mean, the guy doesn't care about the NBA anymore. That's LeBron. Devin Booker knew it all along. People sleep on him. He's legit. The Suns are legit. They're my pick to win the championship. You think they're going to beat Brooklyn? I don't know. The Nets are looking really good too. Um, but I picked the Suns. I'm going to stick with it. And my last note is the Nets unstoppable question mark. Is Lana Rhodes going to have an effect on this team? Did you see that, that whole thing? Yeah. So KD went on the date with her. Well, people are trying to, so apparently she's pregnant and people are trying to figure out who the dad is. And people are saying it's it's Blake Griffin, but then I could see you know, Blake Griffin. Yeah, I could see that too. He's he's kind of in that scene, that LA scene. Yeah. Um, and then 
you know, people are just doing a ton of digging based on like what she said in interviews. And they've come to this conclusion that it's Kevin Durant and that he basically went on a date with her, but then brought his backup girl to the date just in case, you know, she didn't want to get, get amongst it with KD. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically now we're wondering if Lana Rhodes is pregnant with KD's kid or Blake Griffin's kid, which would be like an epic kid. Um, and so basically that's where I'm at with the nets. Hey, how much more of this information comes out? I don't think it'll affect them, but uh, it's just nevertheless an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah. I didn't know KD um, was in that scene. Although I know I cannot, I, I can't imagine KD. Like you never see him like pictures of him, like partying or I don't even know what he does, dude, besides play basketball. I think he's, he could be a chiefer for sure. Allegedly um, could be a, a chief keeper. It yeah. seems like a chiefer. I think a lot of the NBA is, I think a lot of athletes just in general, um, a lot of people. Yeah. Human beings. Um, but that's interesting though. You talk about Blake Griffin or KD with Lana Rhodes. You just see that a lot in the NBA where it's just one girl's dating. You know, Kendall Jenner is dating Booker. She dated Simmons. Like they all. That's what I don't understand. It's it, that circle is kind of small of the dating banging pool in the NBA. There's that one girl that sucked all the sons. <laughs> she sucked them off. All of them. Yeah. Probably um, why the sons are doing so well. Uh, it would just be so exhausting to just be in orgies all the time. Like, I don't think that I mean they- that I, I wasn't really prepared for you to just say that <laughs> statement. I didn't know you were just going to say that. Um, yeah. I can't really, can't really relate to that one. Um, but yeah, it probably would be exhausting. I, I just don't understand why you're an NBA player. You can date and hook up with whoever you want. Yet these guys just all decide to hook up with the same girls. Like, don't you guys want to branch out? There's enough like, you know, Instagram so models and famous people women. out there. Like, There's why do you have to just keep women. picking freaking Chloe Kardashian? Why does, why did eight NBA players need to hook up and with Chloe Kardashian? I don't know. Anyway. No, that's a, I'm glad, I'm glad we talked some NBA playoffs. Anyway, um, that's all, that's all I had. Did you want to add anything else to that? No, other than like, this has been really fun to watch. Like all the young guys, I love watching Trey young. He's turned into dude, just a motherfucker. Are- People are giving him a hard time, but he's wearing it on the chin. I love it. Yeah, no, dude. He he wants that moment. Like, he loves that. So, you could Yeah, tell. I could use a little more of that on the golf course. Yeah, get a little Trey Young in you. Not his hair, but his... Did you see that they were chanting that Trey is balding tonight at the Sixers game? That's mean. See, that's what I'm that saying. Is, People are giving him a hard time. That's really mean. I mean, that's like something... That's like a high school... That's like a Sarah high school, like jungle game chant you just, uh, just low blow someone like that yeah sarah high school mean mean fans electric but mean all, all, <laughs> very mean fans all all boys school man it's absolutely ruthless yeah they yeah we we were not nice that's that's for damn sure um but great discussion uh we'll see what happens with lana Rhodes in this love triangle yep two big stories who's gonna win the nba championship who is the father to Lana Rhodes' kid? I guess we'll find out soon. She was dating a guy for a while. He's in like Logan Paul's clique. Yeah, she was her ex-boyfriend is like Logan Paul's like podcast other podcast member. He claims that he is not the father, although he's probably the most likely member, but I I just wanted to be KD or Blake Griffin so bad. That would be a sick Maury episode. Just KD ex-boyfriend Blake Griffin Lana Rhodes <laughs> Maury's the least famous person on the show <laughs> yeah that would be an all-time Maury 
Oh yeah, that would be like people would probably stop working to watch that 11 a.m. episode right there. Do you remember when we were in uh, Omaha for yes, and that was all that we could watch for some reason? Like we couldn't change a channel, so. It was just, or we just chose not to change the channel. I, I honestly, so anyway, we're playing at TD Ameritrade. We're playing Creighton. So we're in a nice locker room with a TV and our coaches, we're staying in a hotel across the street, but our coaches made us get there. I swear to God, four hours before the game. And so we're just watching TV in the locker room and we just chose Maury and then won the first day and then stuck with Maury. Of course, we lost the next two games, but we're just watching Maury as a team, like chanting at the TV, like, he's not the father. He's not the father. <laughs> Taking bets, like guys, like, hey, be peace guy. in five minutes. Like get on the field. <laughs> that was awesome um i'm looking forward to that though seriously golf we haven't even reviewed phil winning we don't really need to to do that that was obviously awesome speaks for um, itself it really does the crowd speaks for itself. i'm so happy like just fans in general are back oh yeah we uh, can talk about that forever jay from s John from Scottsdale. <laughs> well, I'm Scottsdale. He's disappointing me, man. We loved him a couple weeks ago. Or at least I loved him a couple weeks ago. Dude, I I loved him going into this tournament. I'm like, he hasn't been playing that well. Like, he's going to turn it on eventually. Sure enough, that was the best golf anyone's played all year. Like, you could talk oh, about yeah. maybe JT on the Sunday at the Players, Matsuyama on Saturday at the Masters where he made his move. Yeah. I mean, Rom, just the whole weekend was just throwing darts. That's the so, best Three days. I mean, of he golf was he was up six strokes, right? He was up six strokes going into course Sunday. record through uh, what 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 is it? Thirty six holes. Fifty four through fifty four. Course record. So he was going to essentially set a course record. Yep. And if he didn't set a course record, he could have shot like he did last Players Championship, shot like a seventy five and still won. Yeah. Like that's how dominant he was. And then. Dorona decided to uh, rear its ugly head. And um, I, I don't think you could have waited for him to get back in the locker room. I think you had to tell him right then and there, he might as well just, you know, sever the neck. Um, but God, yeah. like that was so freaking sad, man. Like that was such a, ge- I thought when I was first watching it live, I thought like a loved one died or something like that. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, that would have been brutal to just tell yeah. him like in front of everybody think, right there. Yeah. I don't think they would have done that. So bad thing. No, but still, I mean, that's like, it was right on the 18th green. I think you, yeah. I think once you know, you got to tell him as soon as possible. You can't just like let him go through like the whole, I don't know, like talking to, the media and stuff like that. And just like blowing COVID all around. Right. Um, and I think, uh, Barstool Trent had a good, um, he had a good take on that where he said like, yeah, if you wait to tell him when he gets in the locker room, he's going to be like, touching fans and shit like that. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, fans. yeah. So either, yeah, that was a, I think I saw that this morning too. Good. It yeah. was a good take. Um, so I guess, I mean, we can get a little political here, but, but what do you think? What do you think? Is it, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to do what you want, but I mean, what do you, are we, what do we think? Are we mad that Rom's not vaccinated to like, you know, I thought he, so he, I, I've been reading into this. I, every story is different. Like there's, there's, I've heard stories that he is vaccinated. I've heard stories that he just got the first vaccine like last week because he found out he was in contact with someone that had tested positive. So that's like the whole reason in general I, so I don't want to make a comment and then look like an idiot. Um, it's just honestly an unfortunate situation. I don't think there's anyone's 
I don't really think it's anyone's fault. The PGA, like I see people, oh, like he couldn't just play as a single and all that. Well, they just uh, so you want them to just break every single protocol they've set. Right. And I don't think the PGA in the meeting room, you know, some intern might have spoke up and been like, hey, you know, in the small chance there is someone that's just lapping and fucking dicking the field and about to set a course record test positive. Um, I think everyone would have just been like, shut up, Captain Three Putt. Like, you're not right. That scenario is never going to happen. So I just think it's overall like a very unfortunate situation, a yeah. really unfortunate situation. And I don't think anyone's really to blame. I'm going to I'm going to make a take on this one. I think you got to be regardless of how you feel about COVID, you got to be informed that. I mean, you got to know that the PGA tour is testing for COVID if you're not vaccinated and you got to make a like economical decision, dude. I'm like, I'm sorry, rather how you, I mean, if you told me to go take some vaccine that I didn't believe in or go do something I didn't want to do, but you told me, Hey, you're going to win a like, you know, $1.6 million. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't care. I'll go do it. Like I'll take the risk for $1.6 million and then continued, okay. you know, payment after that. So that's where I'm at. Regardless of how you feel about COVID, you just got to know the protocol, take the least risk and, you know, go out there and win and take your money. So anyway, that's, that's where I'm at with it. No, that's a, I think that's a perfectly reasonable take. I don't think that's anything. I think a lot of people are saying the same thing. A lot of people are probably saying more extreme than what you're saying. So like you're looking at it, it's simple as that. It's $1.6 million. Obviously to these guys, it's different. To us, we it's a little bit like one point six million dollars, dude. I'm, I'm sure it does, the world. I'm sure it doesn't feel the same to him, but I'm, yeah. I mean, it's not nothing. No, not by any means. And you see it day like week in and week out. These guys are competing for fourth place, which is a difference of four hundred thousand dollars, and they're grinding their ass off for that. Which someone mentioned, by the way, I'm not taking credit for this idea. I saw it somewhere, but will be a great idea on that last day to just continue to have notes how much like each putt is worth. Like if he misses this, he's in this place and he's losing $300,000. I would love to see that like going into the stretch on, on Sunday, just those notes right there for fans that, you know, are casual or don't know the purse or, you know, even me who can't do the math and doesn't want to look at how much uh, each place is worth. I hate looking at it and having to do the math. Dude. hate that happens every time. Yeah. I'm not a math guy whatsoever. (laughs) <laughs> but we did have fireworks on Sunday. Yes. Uh, Cantley, Morikawa. It was just, it was a loaded leaderboard. Scheffler was up there. He looked really good. Um, and we had, like, you've been saying you've had this asininely, blatantly wrong take that. Yeah, it's a bad Morikawa take. Morikawa is a good putter. He's one of the worst on the tour. But I will give you credit. He putted very well this past weekend, very well. He missed that putt in the playoff, but it's like one of those guys was going to make it a mistake at some point. Right. I thought the highlight of that playoff or just that whole day in general, Cantley makes birdie on 17, goes up to 18, tournament on the line, biggest drive of the tournament, spanks it way right and drills a fan. <laughs> I, I did not see that. Yeah, it hit and knocked this lady's cap off. And like, I, I had to do a double take and I rewound it. And I, yeah, it, it legitimately hit a fan. I don't think they're talking enough about that. Um, so, so where did the ball, did it, did it give him a more favorable lie? Yes. Cause it, I, I don't know. Cause that rough was pretty thick. So it might have settled down there. Um, 
either way. But it he made a terrific shot after. I don't know how these fucking guys do like hit those types of shots with with the uphill lie and make it work. Um but yeah, that him dotting someone, but it was an electric finish on Sunday. It was just kind of there was a cloud over it the whole time because we all know Rom would have won. Right. I think even I saw a quote that Jack Nicholas was like, I mean, rules are rules. We're going to follow them. That's that's the way it is. You know, the rules going into it. If there was a way that I can mail in three quarters of a trophy, I would. You know, that's how that's how he felt about it. Do you think Cantley should give Rom some money? No, like I said, that's on that's on John Rom to freaking get his vaccine so he doesn't have to deal with this, dude. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, good for Cantley, though. I'm happy for him. He hadn't been playing all that great uh, heading into this weekend, and gives gives him some momentum heading into Tory, hometown kid or home area kid because he's L.A. San Diego. Paul, Paul from San Diego. <laughs> Patrick from San Diego. Oh shit! Yeah, Paul Sorry about Cantley. That. Paul Dude, Casey. Who's, Paul's from Scottsdale. Paul, Paul from Scottsdale. Yeah. I got confused. I'm sorry. Scottsdale's. Um, last thing: Brooks versus Bryson. This is such a great feud. Um, Brooks is a genius when it comes to marketing and all that stuff. The Michelob Ultra thing. Bryson is playing like dog ass the uh don't forget the espn body issue remember that you, i think you own that one. Oh yeah yeah yep <laughs> anyway can, yeah just continue um no i mean i'll let you take the wheel on this one what are, what are your thoughts on uh who do you think would win in an actual fight they're two pretty big dudes yeah i have no idea i mean i gotta go with I kind of go with Brooks, just like the way he like carries himself, like, you know, just like, I don't care. Like I'm going to play fast, like, you know, F everyone else, all this. Stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm on board with that. I think he'd win in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some questions for you about this. Is it real beef or is it fake beef or is it kind of in between? A medium well beef. Is it a <laughs> yeah, medium rare? <laughs> um, I think it's like half and half. I think Brooks does. I think Brooks thinks Bryson is just like an actual tool bag, um, which Bryson himself is not. Like I wouldn't say Bryson's just this genuine. He's a genuine human being. He's a genuine kind of a d bag. He's just well. weird. But do you think uh, that they've Brooks, they've seen? Brooks is, I mean, Bryson is just a weirdo, and I think he could be genuine d bag as well. Yeah. So do you think that they've just like seen the attention that this has gotten on social media and they're like, Hey, we can run with this. And I don't understand what's going on with the PGA and the social media thing, but apparently there's money on the line. If you're a top 10 in, I don't, I I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Something like that. I can, I could look it up real quick. There's like a bonus or some shit. Yeah. There's like a social media bonus this year. What? PGA social media incentive. Oh yeah, that's de- it's definitely manufactured a lot of it then. So a forty million dollar pot, forty million dollars will be split by on among ten golfers to recognize and reward players who positively move the needle by generating coverage for the sport. The biggest share, eight million dollars, will go to the individual deemed most valuable. So like that's got to be like, I mean, that's why I've been seeing so much content and Max Homa, you know, interacting with that guy for like twenty eight straight days or whatever until he finally agreed to play around. Like I'm. I don't follow a ton of people on Twitter, but I'm seeing a lot more Twitter just on my, or sorry, a lot more golf on my Twitter feed. 
So that's why I say that. Yeah, they're making a genuine effort, which is awesome. Uh, the PGA is of of getting the engagement and all that. But I, I had no idea about that incentive. So yeah, that's it's got to be. Brooks and Bryson are just competing to see who can take home that eight million dollars. That we're just. I think they're like I think they've seen what they the attention that this got has gotten are kind of working together while probably still not liking each other that much. But I mean, they're going to take home 8 million plus whatever the second place one is if they keep this up and they can split or do whatever the hell they want with them and just right. make way more money. So they got to put them in a featured group together though. Oh, they, they have to, I would, I would, that's must see TV. And then could you imagine if they're paired together in the Ryder cup and it like shit goes bad. I was talking about like with Blake about this. And they're just screaming at each other at whistling straights, just fucking livid, getting their ass kicked by Mully and fucking Terrell Hatton. Just getting pieced. Yeah, one of the, they like lay up and then DeShambo's pissed off at Bryson, so he decides to putt from 70 yards out on the fairway or something. Then <laughs> the all shot then just Oh yeah, I'm gonna put this one in the bunker and you can hit you can hit out of the bunker, asshole. Fucking nine iron. Hope you like the rough. This one's going in the rough. I'm gonna lay up. I'm gonna, yo, you can. (laughs) I'm gonna hit this one about 270 out. Why aren't you hitting driver here? I want you to hit the long one. Oh my god, they have like a two foot foot putt. Barry puts it like one foot. (laughs) I have two more questions for you about this. Who's the better golfer? And if you had to take one in the U.S. Open, who would you take? Just say even odds. Brooks or Bryson. Brooks or Bryson? Brooks. Who's the overall better golfer? And maybe your answer is not the same. Who would you take for the U.S. Open? Brooks. And I think both? Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it'd be I, hard not to take Brooks. And it's, this is just like lately. I know Bryson has two wins this year, and he looked like he was going to overtake the number one spot. Um, but just Brooks is also, when he's played this year, Brooks has played extremely well. He's also still coming off an injury, in my opinion. I think he's still not fully healthy. No, he's not fully healthy. And you saw what he did um, in the PGA. He's been in the mix pretty much every time he's played, except for Augusta when he was, I don't know how he even played. He was in the fucking Salvador Perez, like long-legged squat reading putts. <laughs> so, I, like, I, I don't see, and he just has the track record. He just has the resume. He has the track record. Bryson has been hearing it from fans. He was hearing it from fans in his hometown of Dallas and has not been playing well. He's been acknowledging him. Like you just tell it's kind of getting him a little bit. I have no doubt he's going to figure it out. Yeah. But he has been rattled by the fans. Yeah. Like I've said, his bad, his bad days this year when I've seen him, they've been bad. Like he looks rattled and like, he's like, he's like, what's wrong with my swing? Like, dude, aren't you a professional golfer? You're not supposed to have like, the shanks or be topping balls like consistently in a, you know, multiple times in a row. Anyway. So I've just seen those, those days out of, out of Bryson. I would also take Brooks. Do you think they top them in warm up sometimes pros? <laughs> I don't know. I got to imagine what the perfect lies. Their warm ups are just like perfect. And then when they top it, it's like either nerves out there or, you know, heart rate or just a shitty lie. So you think they only top it and, I think if you went out there and watched a rain session, like if every guy hit on like Saturday, I, you probably wouldn't see a top ball. <laughs> that would be something to look forward to. Like just, just waiting for that. Just yeah. yell at that guy. Like, oh, God, I'm waiting for this all day, you idiot. <laughs> oh my God. That would be awesome. Uh, by the way, Morikawa did have some, just some shitty luck where they made him chip it um, from off the green 
with the monsoon just pissing down, absolutely pissing down. And then they called it before Cantley had to shoot. And so it was like a 15 minute delay. And then Cantley got to hit in clear weather. And then Morikawa right. piped his drive, but it got in the mud um, on one of the <laughs> playoff holes. So it was a mud ball. So he had to hit an eight iron. Mud ball. Yeah. Uh, so Morikawa had some shitty luck. I felt bad for him. Got anything else? Nope. That's, uh, uh, that's, it, that's it on the golf front. All right. Well, we um, we have a great decompression. Yeah. For that ass today. <laughs> College baseball is the best sport to watch in history because college football, you get ejected uh, because of taunting all the time. College basketball, they'll call a T. There are epic mistakes, epic big plays, and unlimited taunting going on in college baseball. Unlimited. Yeah, I was not sure how interested I was going to be because I've always been super interested in the regionals since I started playing baseball because there's always been guys that I know or guys that I played against. And this is the first year I really don't recognize really any of the names. But after watching the highlights, man, that was probably the most epic regionals I've I've seen in my life. I mean, just meltdowns, huge plays, walk-off home runs, electric fan bases, by the way, which is pretty awesome. And, uh, and some really, really awesome awesome wins and some fun teams that came out of those regionals. Yeah, it was beautiful. I have some notes here that Tennessee walk-off home run, the Santa that Barbara, was the, moment. the Santa Barbara walk-off home run off of Zach birdie. I think it was Sam Cohen hit it um, a few years ago yeah. while we were in school. That was like the biggest home run I've ever seen this grand slam. I mean, this kid needs to be in the fucking show. Like he needs, we need to see this kid in the show. He knew exactly what to do. He does the look around. He gathers it, gets amongst, gets amongst the atmosphere, bat launch. He's pumping the crowd up, which was just a ridiculous atmosphere in Knoxville. And then the helmet toss at the end just launches it probably into the outfield. So, yeah, if you're if you haven't seen this video, I would definitely recommend seeing the video. There's multiple angles of it. And what I love is, well, one, it's at home. Sam Cohen's it was epic because I think they upset Louisville in that regional, Yeah, big but time. it was not at home. So like their, their team was going nuts and the, the small pack of Santa Barbara fans is going nuts, but this was probably 10,000 strong at Tennessee going absolutely bananas. And what I love is the entire like coaching staff and anyone who's on the staff. Like if you get the dugout view, there's like two trainers that are just like picking each other up. Just like, Oh my God. Like, dude, it's the trainers. The first Bates coach is going down the right field line, hyping up the crowd. Like, can you imagine like coach Vaughn or coach L just running down the first baseline, hyping up the crowd? Like, the dude, it was like, I've never seen a team more like electrified. And anyway, that was the, uh, the four seed right state got their hearts broken, immediately lost the next day out of the tournament within like a 14 hour span. Yeah. Uh, but that was for sure. The, that I, I actually not sure if it's right state, but it was whoever the four seed was. It was right state. Okay. Um, but anyway, I had that written down as like there were a ton of sick moments and a bunch of sick things that we could talk about, but that was for sure the moment of regionals for me. I mean, just the whole pageantry of that scene was like it gives you goosebumps, just like thinking about, it. especially because we've been starved of fans. Like you forget how much the fans make a difference. Oh yeah, this in, was a grand slam. Of- Sorry, this is a grand slam. They were down by three, so they needed all four to win, by the way. So, like, you know, 
yeah. the moment you like make up and dream about as a kid. Like it doesn't get any better than that. Not to mention it was like a fucking nuke, just a hanging breaking ball that he sat, yeah, got, guys, got his foot down early and just unloaded on it. Yeah. That guy served up an absolute meatball. That <laughs> was just a floater. Just the, the old 75 mile an hour BP fastball. Oh man, I'm gonna sneak this, I'm gonna sneak this 75 mile hour cement mixer by him. Boom. See ya. Um, the other atmosphere that I wrote down, and this is you know <clears throat> obvious for college baseball fanatics, is Arkansas. Oh yeah, they're, they have they might be number one. They're up there for sure. That means uh, maybe come- the box LSU, but. I was thinking uh, Mississippi State with their new stadium holds like 15,000 or something crazy. That's amazing. But I, th- old, I think Arkansas holds somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15,000 too. And they're just like, 60. they have flags. Oh, Ole Miss too. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Their atmosphere was electric the whole yep. weekend. That, and it's going to be even more electric this weekend for the Super Regionals. Do you know who they're playing? Um, No. I can look real quick. It's going to be sick. But anyway, they, they're like up by one yesterday and then they hit a three run home run in the eighth to basically like put it away. So like not even a walk off or anything. And it was just like, it was warranted, but that stadium went absolutely off. Like you would have thought it was a walk off home run. Pandemonium. It was pure pandemonium. I have a question for you um, based off of this. They're playing NC state, by the way. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're gonna, my, Arkansas I, is so fucking good. I'd take I've Arkansas. i watched them a bunch this year. Grad transfer one year. Where are you going? Assuming that I have the baseball ability to play anywhere. Yeah, you go anywhere in the country. Well, it's got to be at one of these Southern schools with these fans. It's got to be somewhere with the fans. I'd probably play. Uh, I'd probably play at Ole Miss. I've seen they have a pretty good YouTube channel. So they have a lot of like, they document their weekends pretty well and they're kind of like mm-hmm. seasoned. And so you learn about Mike Bianco, the coach and their team. So one, the head coach is sick Two, they're another stadium that just absolutely fills the house and same they with the out- they're in the outfield. And every time there's a home run, whatever's in your cup is going up. So it's just launched. They also play in a box. It's like three thirty, three sixty, like three eighty, And like, as a hitter, I mean, guys are just putting balls out to all parts of the field, which is, you know, as a hitter, you want to hit bombs. So anyway, they got sick unis, sick fan base, SEC, good coach. I'd, I'd take Ole Miss. I like that. What about, and and what about you? sick jerseys. Sick oh, jerseys. Yeah. There are some great jerseys on display this weekend, too. Yep. The, the, right, the balls. We have some got? good ones. Mississippi State's got the black pinstripes. Vanderbilt's dude. obviously got all, all their all their sick ones. <laughs> kind of um, out on bandies, dude. You don't like the green, like, Army ones? No. That's like a little tired in my mind. I like their black I like unis. So. I like yeah, their they white got the black stripes too. Um, I would go to Miami <laughs> just to constantly be amongst it. Not even for the baseball. I would go to the three Oh five. Um, I was Pitbull. brainstorming. Yeah, I would get, I mean, you would see me, you know, a year after going to Miami, I'd just be in like a red, Button down with a fedora and white pants with no socks and like some sick shoes. I actually believe that you would do that. One million percent. I mean, I would do that just going to Miami in general now. Yeah. But like I would dress like that all the time. Yeah. You got to pray that you got to pray that you're a starter. You got to pray that you're the Friday guy. And so you can just absolutely send it the rest of the weekend. Because if you're a bullpen guy, man, what are you going to 
Yeah, you're just gonna have to get Close. amongst it responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or I'll just freaking gut it out. Just be a dog. <laughs> um, I was also thinking underrated Georgia Tech, middle of downtown Atlanta. They got baddies in downtown Atlanta. I did not know Georgia Tech was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. Right, right smack in the middle of downtown. Just me and Jack Harlow and uh, Lou Will heading to Magic City. Those are your one. two. Those are your two guys that you picked <laughs> to go to Atlanta. Of all the people in Atlanta, you picked Jack Harlow and Lou Williams. <laughs> yeah, just hitting, getting the Magic City wings. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So uh, that, those are my two: Miami, Georgia Tech. Obviously, the SEC is up there, but I name me a city, you know, in the SEC like Miami or Atlanta. Okay, I want to ask one more thing about this. Okay, maybe a couple things. I'll try and be quick. Any other, any other moment, any other moment or player or performance that stood out to you this weekend? Um, obviously the Virginia closer is a legend. He is a genius. He's one of the wittier humans. I think baseball creates so many of these types of, of humans. Um, I think we definitely fit into that category where baseball is just so fucking boring and dumb sometimes. We love it with all of our hearts and hard and hard that you just have no choice, but to come up with weird shit to say to each other and to, to pass the time or to get like your teammates mind off of the game. If he's struggling, you just talk about random stuff and you become akin to, and it becomes normal. And then next thing you know, you're actually saying it in an interview like that. That's what baseball does to a human being. Completely agree. Again, another good video to watch. The Virginia closer is quite the character. has had a couple of epic interviews this weekend. Um, just a just a character and a hilarious guy. I'm pretty sure he's been featured, you know, by a couple so uh, sports outlets. So you can you can find it pretty easily. It's it's good. It's good video. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, Oregon, Bach. They lost on a Bach to LSU yesterday. Oh my God! I did not know that. Well, it wasn't a walk off Bach, but they oh, okay. were winning. And then, look, I don't want to place blame or any. These are 18 to 22-year-old kids, like I said. So you're going to get these types of mistakes. You're also going to get the amazing fucking walk-off plays and, and heroism. But my God, you got first and third, two out. Oregon lefties pitching. By the way, Oregon deserved to lose because they wore these black unis with this just high logo duck and nothing else on the jerseys. Just a regular duck. It looked like our UC Davis logo oh. that one year where it was just on the shoulder. You could literally feel it on your shoulder. Yep. One of the worst uh, jerseys of all time. <laughs> and they had big ass numbers. So Oregon deserved to lose in the first place with their jersey selection. You roll with that in a winner take all game. That being said, they are tied and first and third, two out. Clearly some confusion going on. Might have been one out, actually. Yeah, it was one out. Clearly some confusion going on with the catcher and the pitcher. Pitcher picks over, lobs it over to the first baseman. Next, next, very next sequence, comes set. The catcher has his palms up. So that's a terrible sign to go with. While the pitcher is coming set, catcher just has no idea what in the world is about to happen. Pitcher lifts his leg. First baseman crashes. Pitcher sees that the first baseman crashes. Lobs it over to the first baseman um, who catches it 
on the grass. So he's not covering first, AKA that's a Bach because first base is not being attended to. Um, and that's how they, they got the lead taken away. So it's just like the biggest miscommunication of all time. And that's just the shit that you see in college baseball. It's just, you never know what you're going to get or how you're going to get it. Yeah. That's, that's a big moment. I mean, hindsight 2020, like dude, worst case scenario, just throw a strike, like let, let your defense figure out whatever it's, it's going to do. I said the catcher, we already know pitchers, dude. We're not like the, with the exception of Razzie, we're not the most, we're not the sharpest tools in the shed by any means when it comes to situational awareness of the game. So yeah, given your given your picture, given your picture, the palms up, <laughs> palms up, and like, the pitcher going, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> What's is not is maybe side? not this. You know, maybe call time out. Hey, blue time. Bring uh, all the infield up. Like, hey guys, we're in the middle of the biggest game of our lives. Let's get right. all get on the same page here. So I don't want to place blame on these kids. Obviously, there's stuff that you could do differently. Um, it's unfortunate. But that really just sums up college baseball. Um, do you have any other thoughts on that game? Because I got one more. Nothing else on that game. The only other thing I had written down, I mean, there's, again, ton of cool stuff. I know I'm sucking off Ole Miss a lot here, but they have this guy. His name is Tim Elko, who's been playing, like, over half the season with, no, like, a torn ACL. Yeah, and I think he awesome. – yeah, he basically he – ha- you can tell he has a big brace on underneath his pants and just limps around the bases. But I swear I just see highlight after highlight of him hitting bombs. And I think this weekend he had at least three home runs, two of them being grand slams, and they just keep putting him in there and he just keeps crushing baseballs. And that's just awesome that they're letting him play and that he's like being a main contributor for the team. That's all I had on the college baseball front. I could talk about it all day. We really could. Like there's so many things that went on. I'm going to watch it all this weekend. Uh, I'll actually be in Monterey for a wedding. Um, Whose wedding are you going to, by the way? My cousin's. That's yeah. funny. I'm going to Olivia Carnazzo's wedding this weekend, also in Wait, the same that, area. Is that really? It's in, so I think the wedding might actually be in Monterey, like Monterey Salinas. Okay. I'm in Carmel. Well, if, you're, if your wedding gets a little boring in the reception portion and you want to come get amongst it, uh, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. I went to the bachelorette party. I know. I was, I was wondering if you got a late invite or something. I, d- I did not. I did not. David asked me that. Uh, also today, he just, he messaged me actually on the OGV Insta account. We made an Instagram follow it, please. OGV underscore golf. Um, but yeah, he, he messaged me on there, asked if I was going to the wedding. I thought he was just like making a joke. I didn't know her actual wedding was this. Week. Yeah. I got one more thing for you. I know we've been talking about this. Who's your favorite. Or how about this? Give me a three team parlay. Give me a three-team parlay of the 16 teams left to make it to the College World Series. That's what I want. Last thing from this. Okay. I can give you the you 16. Have to go next. Okay, that's fine. Um, I am going to do not Stanford. Give me the 16 teams that are playing. All right, so first we have Arkansas versus NC State. We got Stanford, Texas Tech. I'll take Arizona. Arkansas as one of them. Okay, Arkansas is one. Arizona, Ole Miss. Uh, Eastern Carolina, Vandy. Texas, Southern Florida. Notre Dame, Mississippi State, Dallas Baptist, Virginia, and LSU, Tennessee. Like, all pretty good matchups. So, I'm going to go Arkansas. Okay. Um, fuck, who was uh, t- Arkansas, Texas? Texas is going to beat Southern Florida is, is what you got. Okay. Yeah. And, dude, Arizona, man. <laughs> they Over Ole Miss. 
It is in Arizona, though. It is in Arizona. Have you watched Arizona? Did you watch any of their regional? Yeah, they looked really good. They fucking wear you out. And someone from D1 Baseball made the comment, like, they have one of the best pitching coaches in the country, Nate Yeski. They plopped him from Oregon State. And uh, if they can get – someone said if he can get their ERA below, like, 4-3 four, four, or 4-4, four, four, this is an easily an Omaha team. I think their ERA is at, like, 4-2-something um, going into this Super Regional they are so fucking good on offense and they just oh, yeah. wear you out at the dish. They see pitches, they take pitches, the Susacks. There's so many fucking Susacks. Dude, they just there's keep a, coming. There's another Susack that's in high school right now. He's probably going to be a first rounder. If not, he'll go to, you know, whatever Pac-12, UCLA, Oregon State, wherever. Arizona. I know maybe, that. You know. So there's a fourth Susack. So we got a big leaguer. We got a D1. Yep. Next guy was a D1 baseball guy, right? I think so. Anyway, then There's this guy obviously sacks. was a – then the, the guy playing for Arizona, first rounder, playing at Arizona, poached from uh, Oregon State because mm-hmm. of the pitching coach, yep. and then another possible first rounder. Um, I just have to say – Tonko. Tonko is his name, is the youngest one. Tonko Susak? Yeah. Throws Tank Susak? Yeah. Anyway, quickly about Arizona. I watched Arizona versus Santa Barbara, and Santa Barbara's, you know, usually a pretty good team, which they are and they're scrappy. But then when you watch Arizona play UCSB, you're watching pro hitters, dude. It's so much different when they come up to the dish versus when you got Santa Barbara, like just like scrappy ass hitters versus guys that are just going to hit the ball where it's pitched and drive the ball way out of the yard. Like it's a different level. They're pro they're professional for sure. That, that's the same thing with Stanford and Irvine, like Stanford. Yeah. Fucking sweat. I would pick Stanford if they, Every three outs for Stanford is a fucking chore when Brendan Beck's not on the mound. So like, it's always high stakes when Stanford's in the field. Um, and I, I would love to pick them. I know a lot of the guys on that team, but yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, so you got Arkansas, you got Arizona, and then you got another, another Texas. team, Texas. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to go with Arkansas as well. I'm going to take Tennessee. I think Tennessee okay. at home against LSU, who like is, you know, a, again, there was talk pow- they shouldn't even got in. They're a you know a year after year powerhouse, but they are not one of the best teams in the SEC this year. I haven't watched a ton, but I know enough to know that they are like there are probably teams better than them to get in. So yeah. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm taking Arkansas, and um, oh god, this last one's tough. I know this is really good matchups. I'm looking awesome. at these matchups like, dude. All right, if I'm putting a bet on it, I'm taking Vanderbilt. Like. In a two yeah. out of three, in a two out of three series against Eastern Carolina, I don't know shit about Eastern Carolina, but I know that they got Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. So I'm gonna take Vanderbilt, yeah. Arkansas, Tennessee as my three team parlay. And honestly, I might even put that in with a bet, with a real life bet. Dude, I, I'm in to go in on this bet as well. I'm, Arkansas, I'm, Texas zone. I just wrote down both of our picks. So all right, good. Let's let's do that after the show. All right, sweet. Well, anything else? Follow nope, us that's, on uh, follow us on Insta. That's at it. Let's, golf at OGV underscore golf. Yep. That's the page. Um, if you want to follow my personal at Alex E a gear, if you want to follow my cards at Lex underscore underscore cards, that's basically on my social media. Razo, anything else? No, I, uh, I don't got anything else uh, at Orazo three and then follow follow me on Twitter at Orazo. Um, great show. Great job. Way to bring it. Yep. That was a good one. Yep. You brought your fastball today. Looking to put this into a podcast form. Um, a look into that. Going to talk to producer Bella. 
So if you can't, um, you know, watch this on YouTube, we'll just throw it in a podcast form unless it's, you know, obviously one of the vlogs. Right. And, uh, and it's the talk show. Going to look into the, doing that. I like it. Should we have a, should we start having people uh, call in, have call, have people call into the show? So I think what we should do is we start calling people. Oh my God. That'd be so, so good. Just call, I, like on the old podcast, we had this uh, segment where we said, what's Colin doing? Where we would just call Colin Thoreau and <laughs> like we called him during <laughs> spring training and we would just see what he was doing. I mean, if we keep doing these at, you know, eight o'clock for at least filming them at like eight o'clock on Monday or Tuesday, I mean, everyone's going to be at the, by their phone. Like we could call anybody and ask yeah. for their take. I think that'd be like pretty hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can call Yeah. We can call some athletes, figure it out. Cool. Right Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Orlando. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.